everybody to uh, another episode of Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass. Oh, wow. That was good. I like that a lot. That was refreshing and nice. You should sample that and just use that every time. Um, we, of course, Our used to be a John Carpenter podcast. John Carpenter. Uh, now we ran out of John Carpenter movies. So now we're going through different, a bunch of different movies all kind of centered around a theme or a subgenre. Uh, we're... <laughs> oh, oh. oh. We just finished... I'm trying very hard not to just interrupt no. everything you're saying. Most of our listeners, hopefully they're coming back. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, the Oscars unit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, it's been so long I couldn't even remember. Yeah. Um... We just finished up our series Crash Into Me, which was our picks of the worst Best Picture Oscar winners. Uh, and now we're doing our first movie in this new series, which is called uh, Really Tied the Room Together. Really Tied the Room Together. And it's our kind of picks, random picks of our the best Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, yeah. It's our uh, a Coen homage, homage to Coen. It's our cuckoo for Coen Brothers. <laughs> Sorry. Essentially, we were given three options because of our, our dice roll. Yes. Yeah, right. Point being, we didn't pick them specifically. That we had the dice pick them. Right, exactly. Andrew Dice Clay, which is a little different than we than we normally do, because normally we nominate movies based on like the the theme of the series and our own selections of those. Right. Yeah. Uh, so well, you may have picked this movie. I'm well. I think all three of us all may have us picked may this have movie, picked which this. is why we did it this way. Because there's no way for us to uh, subjectively, objectively determine what is the best uh, Coen Brothers. Coen, well, to, to there's, there's just no way so that many. Bangers. I get to pick one, and you don't get to pick that one. That, that's right. just not fair. That's well, all I mean. So this is the best Coen Brothers movie of these three. Right. <laughs> exactly. And by, by the way, I'm one of hosts, and, Brett Batterstein. Oh, shut up. Oh. Shut up. We don't need okay, that. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm another one of the hosts. My name is Dylan Hans. Third of host. And uh, third of? The one third of a host. <laughs> yes, I understand. Yes. We have one host in the room and split between the three of us. Right. 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 And, oh. Oh. <laughs> 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 we joined I've had a, By the way, I've had a very long week, so. Have you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard your bullshit. Mine was pretty, dirty <laughs> bullshit, motherfucker. I was, mine was, mine was, mine was a pretty long week, too. It was a pretty long week. Mine lasted seven fucking days. Seven wow. whole days? Whoa. Mine lasted eight. <laughs> <laughs> eight days a week. I just, um, I got a phone call from someone that I, I 
don't, I don't think I've ever spoken to that person on the phone before. I'm not even sure. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, the reason I just Alba or something like that. The other reason we wanted to do it this way it is, is because we did want to leave space. I want to talk to you guys so much. I just ignored the call. We we a couple reasons we wanted to leave space in case a Coen Brothers movie fit into a different category down yeah. the line, oh, and also true. so we could maybe potentially revisit the Coens. Yeah. Yeah. In the future. Yeah. <laughs> with another yeah. random selection. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the yeah. other reason we want to do Coen Brothers is it's a little different than what we normally do in that it's not like a theme per se, but yeah. we were <laughs> so bogged down with shitty movies. Oh my God. Series, no kidding. That we wanted a, a refresher, <laughs> refresher where we're like, let's just do a series where we can all nominate a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, well, and we're also flirting with just doing a Coen Brothers podcast, which the world doesn't need, but I can see us deciding that's what we need to do. So, well, this, this is kind I of our this, way of doing that's that. That's my point. Yeah. Is I don't, I think we shouldn't do that, sure. but I can see us talking ourselves into it at some point. Right. <laughs> at some point, we'll have we'll have finished all of it. And to be to be <laughs> that's the same thing. fair, I think the best Coen Brothers podcast. It, just exists. to get, just to give a little shout out is Coen Brothers Brothers mm. with Michael Swaim and Abe Epperson, formerly of Cracks. I gotta put that in okay. here because I didn't know. I, I think you brought this up before and had the same response of like, oh, I should put that they, in. They, they're very they're smart they're and they do a really good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michael Swaim, he's cool. okay. Oh. Yeah, he sounds smart. <laughs> he, he, he's smart. Uh, None of those guys are that smart. They yeah. just sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they sound smarter than I. Owen Brothers. <laughs> brother. I sound dumb. <laughs> and am. So, oh my God! Really quick, <laughs> let's go over what our see, picks were. Which ones? If you can see Tucker's face right now, back to his eyes. Sorry, go ahead. Brad. My pick. My pick ended up being Raising Arizona. Woo. Oh, that's right. I'm Tucker's glad you're doing ended up being I don't remember. Fargo. Yeah. And the one we're talking about today was Dylan's pick, which is Inside Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis, which 100 percent was at the top of my list. That's yeah. the cream of the crop. So it was right up there. For yeah. All of us. And when when I rolled it, yeah. you guys were both just like ah. <laughs> yeah, because let's let's be clear. I won the last series, so right. you guys both yeah, you are gunning for me. Oh yeah, and then you rolled the winner, the best roll. Yeah, exactly. On the whole chart. <laughs> yeah, because we did it so you could do over under, mm-hmm. and so your picks were like Serious Man, True Grit, and Inside Lumen. Yeah. yeah, that's it. What a <laughs> fucking three in a row, man. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> so for me with Love Inside these Lu- guys. with me with Inside Lou and Davis, it would be the one that I would pick if I didn't think either of you. Would would pick it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, and that's part of what I was yeah. saying is like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way we're not all thinking of the same five top movies, give or take. Right. So there's yeah. no way we could just cat like, it did come down to a role and it, yeah, probably was more or less whoever rolled first was going to pick that movie or something <laughs> in that. Yeah. Right. Fargo or the, yeah, whatever. Our only chance with this is that he's going first. Right. I saw that Ethan, you said Ethan had a movie coming out. His, his documentary is premiering at camp. Uh, about Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, that's his new project. He, He's doing a documentary on that. A documentary hmm. Jerry Lee Lewis. I don't know that. Mind. It's uh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm gonna see it. I saw Great Balls of Fire. I'm, I don't need to see anything else. I'll see it. I'll see the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I will too. Of course, I will. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, and I'm gonna go see uh, a movie, a biopic about Elvis by Baz Luhrmann. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna go see it, but I will watch it. Baz Luhrmann should not be touching an Elvis movie. Why? He shouldn't be touching it looks any like movie. Fucking garbage. <laughs> it looks, looks like so it's stupid. gonna be a so fun. Like worst movie ever made. Possibly. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's gonna okay. be fun. Like, well, I bet that's so gonna be fun. No, we're talking about Baz Luhrmann. No. You just keep your mouth shut. Elvis movie. Why? Not because Baz Luhrmann's piece of shit. That guy sucks. Okay, go on. Why does Baz Luhrmann suck? Have you seen his movies? I've seen a couple. He's they're fun. They're fucking awful. They're not awful. They're fun. No. Yeah, they're pretty bad. No, they're fun. It's amazing. Okay, let's let's talk about exactly what they are. Let's talk about They're exactly what they are. They're exactly what they are. I wish that they had. I wish that Baz Luhrmann had made Inside Llewyn Davis. I'm going to bash my head through the window. <laughs> Dude, this movie is... We don't, do we even have to talk about it? We can just say it's the best. Okay, it's so great. <laughs> it's See you next so week. Good. Well, I, just, I like to no, go... No, yeah, go through I, it. I like to go through and just say kind of like what thoughts. our, our yeah. background... Like initial thoughts, what our background is with it, that kind of stuff. Like, okay. I've seen... I, I remember in seeing Inside Llewyn Davis when it first came out and being like, this is a great movie. Did you see it in the theater? No. Oh, okay. Uh... But I saw it very shortly thereafter. So I remember thinking it was great. But like with most Coen Brothers movies, kind of like what Tucker and I were talking about before Dylan got here, was that <laughs> so many of them are, you just kind of have to rewatch them. Yeah, yeah. To really appreciate how great they are. That's 100% this one for me. <laughs> Likewise. Yeah, yeah. And it was around the third time that I watched it, I think, that. I realized that it was possibly possibly my favorite of theirs. Okay. While also uh, being very high up there in a list of favorite movies. It's, period. Yeah, it's yeah, agreed. Because I, I watched it a few years after it came out. I think I had just missed anything about it. And then I kept hearing about it, I guess. I don't know why I like made the effort and I just kinda watched it on my own on the computer, like yeah. over like a couple days getting ready for school or something, or for work rather, and getting the kids ready for school. And I liked it, but I was like, Yeah, it's cool. Just another movie. And the yeah. same thing, like the second time I watched it, I was like, Oh no, this is really good good like not <laughs> yeah. just an entertaining film and like a neat story like there's something more about it like I, it feels like one of those like I know there's more here that I can articulate I don't know what it is I just really appreciate it right it, definitely and that's kind of the thing with all the Coen Brothers movies a lot of time yeah and that's true especially with uh, No Country for Old Men mm-hmm. I think when everybody first watched it and when it first came out, everybody was like, this movie's great. This movie's amazing. And I've also felt the same way. But then when I watched it again, I was like, this movie. No, yeah. you guys don't understand. <laughs> don't. Everyone else doesn't get it. Yeah. This movie's amazing. <laughs> well, because they, they don't put shit on a platter for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's all there. Right. And there's way more shit. I guess that's part of what's great about all of their their stuff is it feels like there's a world happening outside of what we're shown that yeah. it's not just existing for the movie for us to view like every person in there it's such a rich lived world right so part of that is is you're not going to know everything that's going on you're just going to see what's in front of you mm-hmm. and it feels uh, this one is in particular like what what is the story of this What what is this movie for what is the purpose of this movie like <laughs> Well, it's funny because the Coens actually said, 
I, I saw this while reading about the movie for this podcast. That I did none of that. They were concerned that the movie had no plot. Sure. And it doesn't, it but that's no why they, they put the cat in there. <laughs> <laughs> to make it feel like there's some kind of deeper meaning. Just to the, have a through line, I think. I guess so. The thing that makes them good, and I think anybody that makes good movies, is that you don't think with about what you're saying. You're telling your story, and the, all yeah. the subtext and all the Comes out. point of everything, it lives in it. Yes, it's not. Th- that's a much better way of saying <laughs> yeah. what I was trying to just just trying to say. Yeah, yeah they're never just going to say what they're trying to say, quote unquote, or whatever. Well, and I don't think I don't think it, they. I don't think they want to say, say anything. Yeah. I think they. I think they're like, this is your characters, and within those characters, you're going to have yeah, and, depth and, and something's going to come out, yeah. and it's going to have meaning to you as a viewer because that's Things what good emerge. art. It's good art. <laughs> well, well, the funny this thing is, is artistic too, is this one is that the meaning of all of their movies. Usually, it's just that everything is meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Well, and we're all caught in, in a meaningless existence. But this and one in particular. Life, but this one and in sometimes particular, it's funny and sometimes it sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's peppered with different characters. And sometimes some of them are big. And, and it sucks. Some, Most yeah. of the time, it's funny and it sucks. Well, right. and that's what, this one, it, it feels like a almost like a sequel to Oh Brother mm-hmm. because it's got that like another thing they said y- is that right that is, I said, I've never like read anything about this a spiritual successor I mean. to it, it that's what thing. it feels yeah. like because Oh Brother is like the Ulysses or uh, uh, the Odyssey uh, Odyssey yeah mm-hmm. and this feels similar yeah for sure it feels Sisyphean right like mm-hmm. he's just reliving the same events constantly but it isn't doing that in the film. It's just the way that they roll it up with the beginning at the end makes it feel like it's a cyclical thing. Yeah. And but it really isn't. It's just the way that they tell the story. Well, but then there's but also things peppered throughout <laughs> the movie where you realize that Lewin Davis has done all of these things before. He is mm-hmm. caught in a cycle. Mm-hmm. He is. Of, but it is still linear. It just... Right. It, it, there's no right. magic to this movie. It's not a... There's no magical realism in this movie. It's, it's just, just that it's a guy making the same mistakes over yes. and over again. Yes. And, and it's... It, it's uh, the, the fine point is put on it by having it open and end with the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And just to kind of hammer the point home that this guy <laughs> it will... is just who he is and he's never going to change. And also, not to jump straight to it but uh the the spinning your wheels and the the not getting out of your own way that he's doing obviously keeps doing over and over again oh my god and it's punctuated by the brief appearance of bob Bob dylan at the very end you fucking you fucking blown it dude yeah (laughs) yeah you're missing your moment and not only you're missing it you're you're losing on it. it You, I mean, he's on yeah. the show with Bob Dylan, sure. and that's the beginning of all of that. Right. Yeah. And the, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too is that he's great. He's a great musician, a great singer. I love that. But he's not anything special, right? Particularly. No, and I appreciate that. Like, that's almost like a cri- not a criticism, but just a commentary on art, right? Like, right. You, you don't. You can be. The, just great but there's there's something else that's got to be there for you to have i don't know and he's a bastard like right he's just a, he's kind of a shithead he's an a, kind of an asshole yeah. he's not abhorrent he's not he's jaded right he's cynical <laughs> yes he's kind of he's 
I, it almost feels burned by the it feels suicide earned. of his partner. <laughs> sure, right. that's really. But it's also kind of clear that him. that the partner was also the only thing keeping him tethered to mm. something palatable. And without yeah, without Mike, he's just right. Lauren Davis. Nobody likes him because he's a kind of an asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's <laughs> but he's also. I mean, he is an asshole, but he's also like he's Lovable. just a person, right? Like, right. yeah, he's going I mean, through like some it. shit. I do too. Like, <laughs> exactly. You, you, you want to dislike him, but even in those, when Gene 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 is yelling at him and badgering him, and you're like, God, he is just a piece of shit. But then he's like, yeah, he doesn't fight back. He's not an asshole to her. He's just kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know, then, I'm an I'm like, an asshole. But then she warms up to him at the end, right? Like, or at least is not brazenly angry with him right. right and you get a little window of like oh yeah because he's not always there, there's something appealing about him that would make her want to spend time with him right like right it, 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 and it's, for people to stick out their necks for him and yeah. to, like give him a place to crash yeah even after like blowing up at like the dinner party <laughs> The, so the, the fact that, like a few days, uh, like a few days later, they're just like, "Oh, that couple is sure, amazing." Come on, come on back in. Well, and the Gorfines. Like, the Gorf- <laughs> <laughs> it's the Gorfines cat. Oh, it's our <laughs> volatile artist friend. Oh my god! Right, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh. it's that relationship in particular is funny because they're both using each other. Yeah. Right. He's using them for a place to crash and food, <laughs> some food and, and they're using them for some money too. Yeah. yeah. And they're using them to appear more cultured <laughs> you know, to their uh, upper class friends, like their Dude, upper class educated friends. They're the whatever the music guy, the big guy with the beard. That that interaction with Moon is <laughs> yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I got how funny the movie was the first time I watched yeah. it. Like with a lot of the Cohen stuff, yeah. a lot of the humor is just so like understated and dry <laughs> at first, and but it does become a little bit like goofier the more you watch it. But becomes funnier oh, for God. that. Yeah, like when when yeah when Gene is just like you're shit. You shouldn't touch anything because you're such shit. I'm always in awe of the Cohen's use of swear words and like I was telling you I just watched a serious man for the first time and the way that the like kids are just saying fuck all the time is really funny Uh, the kids on the school bus are just like like fuck this fuck that what the fuck what the yeah Yeah. and I like how they're not just like saying it because that's how people talk it's like no they're saying it like kids do like right kids do. yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah it's almost like the stephen king use of like how stephen king will come up with like goofy, oh, goofy yeah. sayings Shitter. yeah yeah but the cones are kind of doing a similar thing but it's not as like they're real words so yeah, it's not yeah. it's not as like weird and off-putting it's got such an interesting year for <laughs> right talk yeah and how they behave oh totally. like the 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 military guy playing yeah. music the tom like troy the, the the folk singing in this movie that was part of what i was like i don't okay i hear this is okay i'll watch it because i'm like i'm not interested in watching a movie about folk singing right i know <laughs> and it's really good like oscar isaac so is really he's a really terrific performer in this yeah i think he learned to play guitar Did for he? this i wondered yeah. about that but even his singing he's i mean you sure the guitar for, for this and he's a way better guitar player than i am I know. I've been, you know, trying to play since I'm like 13. 
Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really Meanwhile, good. I'm just playing <laughs> where the four chords of Where Is My Mind all the time. <laughs> Fifteen years later. Oh my god, everything I guess that the the spiritual uh sequel is the journey that he's on, right? And it's mm-hmm. just kind of a pointless journey, which right. oh brother winds up being basically a pointless journey too in mm-hmm. the end. So plus they both have they're very musical driven. Yeah, very musical driven. Yeah. involved in both. Of is them. it okay, that 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 doesn't music. surprise me. Okay. Yeah, the music is they're exceptional great. in this movie. It doesn't it's got John Goodman. Yeah. Well, these yeah. all all these songs <laughs> an evil evil character. Like the songs that Oscar Isaac sings are full old folk songs, you know. Uh, okay, that makes I sense. So, like, I, I assume the only lot. new song is, is the one that. Well. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, fairly oh. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, it's called Dink's song. Yeah, isn't that written by Marcus Mumford and? No, that's really? a, that's an old folk song. Really? I yeah, assume so they're all credit, old folk maybe songs. Maybe they're just getting credit for the. <clears throat> so, well, Marcus Mumford saying they like re-recorded it with oh, Oscar Isaac and Marcus is. Mumford. Oh. Uh, so I would have guessed, but I still the don't. character of Lewin Davis, He's like Mumford. his oh. music, is kind of based on this guy Dave Von Ronk, okay, who actually has really great recordings of Dink's song sure. that's fairly well and Hang Me or Hang Me. Well, and that's kind of what that whole folk so, thing was in the late 50s and early 60s it was just taking old old music and just the new generation bringing it in a in a new way right i i, I watched half of the the dylan documentary it's too long i just didn't have <laughs> six hours to watch that whole thing but yeah if it's uh what was he saying if it's if it was, if it never, was new, never new and it never gets old yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but so that, that, that i would encourage anybody me. to go anybody listening to go and listen to dave von ronk's <laughs> recordings because they are pretty fantastic like sure pretty great. magnificent and yeah. it like apparently supposedly dave von ronk's uh <laughs> like demeanor and personality was like vastly different than lewin davis it, well, <laughs> by all accounts he was like a super nice guy very friendly and like just very fulfilled by his work and like just culturally inspired by his place in that scene and, and yeah. his music right. his music yeah. particularly because like the way he plays and sings is very similar to the way Oscar Isaac plays and sings in the movie. I mean, I was singing Hang Me for like a week and a half. Yeah. Just walking around the house. Yeah. I realized it's probably the best thing for my kids to hear me singing all day long. So, for, yeah. <laughs> for me, for me, Fare Thee Well is, is the oh, one that I like. I sing that one all the time, too. Yeah, me too. If I had wings. <laughs> And the way he just belts out fairly well is pretty. Uh, I, I love that. Just when yeah, a singer can just so like confident. fucking belt it, you know. Well, but he's not a singer. That's what's so interesting is he's so confident right. playing that role. He he's really good in this. Oscar Isaac. I, I also this is an early one for him too. Well, for our awareness of him, I, I took a second to look back. He's been acting since the mid '90s, so he just he just kind of toiled as a side guy throughout the 2000s. And so yeah, this is early in in that. Is when we started seeing him, right? Because then Ex Machina is a year later. After, yeah. yeah. And I, re- I remember when I saw Lewin Davis, I was like, oh, that's the guy from Drive. <laughs> oh, sure. And, and Carrie Mulligan, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
um, which I didn't register that was her until watching it a, a, like a year ago. Mm. I was like, wait, that's and I had just rewatched Drive, and I was like, she looks so familiar. She looks so familiar. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. Yeah. And then there's fucking Kylo Ren, and oh, fucking yeah. uh, oh, what, what's Justin Timberlake. No, but what is what is Oscar Isaac in in uh, his? He's not Finn. He's the other guy. Uh, oh, Poe. Poe. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking Poe and Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, <laughs> singing, singing about cool. singing about singing about spaceships. Oh yeah, dude. The Coens are fucking feminizers. <laughs> is that canon? <laughs> <laughs> I also love the guy who uh, plays Poppy. He oh from uh, Doogie Howser, and he's also from no, Newsies. Yeah, I know him from Newsies. He's I one of the Newsies the, in I know Newsies. The, I know him from the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He yeah. liked he liked one of my Instagram posts once. Like, Did he? Oh, yeah, tight. That's cool. That Jean's a looker. I'd sure like to fuck Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I sure would like to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I fucked her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love that because the the timing of that means that could have been his kid in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that look that it. I love all the stuff that goes on in the the gaslight cafe. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when when they come back to it when Lewin's sitting at the table with Jim and uh, and that guy. What is it? Why can't I not remember Troy. the soldier's name? Troy, Troy is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and he's like, well, I'm going to bring a special person up to the stage. Oh, and oh, he's yeah. like, I don't have my, I don't have my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so funny. So it captures that narcissistic. I, I don't like to use that term. That self-centered artist mentality, right? right? Of mm-hmm. like, he just met that guy. They had a conversation. So of course he's talking about me coming to perform. We talked about how I used to perform. Right. And it's, it speaks to the, as a person who has endeavored to be a yes. performer of some sort for a long time, like yes. playing in bands, trying stand-up comedy for a long time yes. and doing podcasting. There's that that thing that what, bands like the Foo Fighters and Green Day have kind of like lived up to where they're always calling somebody out from the audience to come up and play with them (laughs) and there is that thing of like I'm just waiting for somebody to (laughs) like hits a little bit too close to home where every show or concert that you go to you're just like ooh this is my this could be my big shot (laughs) I mean it's not that with Lou and Davis but it's a little bit different but it does kind of speak to that same kind of like self-centered artist mentality of like thinking that you're that good right and in reality the people you're with are that good and they're recognized by everyone around you as being that good yeah but you're still your instinct is still like well they're clearly talking about me right and and, and they they're get, not the, and they're not actually that good no like, no they're, no they're, no it's all it's all right. that it's like it's, it's like the local scene good right that's what it all feels no, no, like i mean that's what lewin is thinking like but they're not actually that good like they're sure. they're like but that's what poppy. i mean they're like yeah, they're, not real. It's yeah, that they're not feeling, real it's that feeling of local good like right. where you're like you feel like you're a little bit better than all these local losers right and when they get up there and start singing and then the whole cafe singing along yeah and he like looks looks around around. I love that so much because it's so subtle but it says everything about that guy (laughs) also that like circumstance (laughs) and his uh, you know his artistic nature or whatever have made him completely Uh short-sighted and so he like he's incapable of seeing the next step down the road apparently yes so he like over and over again does shit like yeah that's why he's in this cycle gives up the royalties on the thing for a quick check oh my my god tells his sister he's wait hold on Uh I just realized that your mic hasn't been recording this whole time 
That's all right. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on. How is that possible? Oh, is he muted? Yeah. It's okay. Tucker's contribution is, you know, fluff. It's minimal. It's not... <laughs> Not necessary, really. Yeah, one of my first. Uh, Dude, that sucks. Of, I'm sorry. One oh, of my sorry. first fun at sobriety podcasts, I had to just oh. scrap because the entire interview was. You could only hear <laughs> the guy I was interviewing yeah. through my mic if yeah. you were lucky. Yeah. I'll I'll I be know. able to go through and kind of like pick out where you were talking and like boost it up a bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the first tw- 15, 20 minutes are going to be just yeah. Brett and me and reacting <laughs> to something. Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, we've only been yeah. going for like 20 minutes. So yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got two more hours of this. So don't worry yeah. about right. it. Um, <laughs> Great. Um, okay. I think we're good to go. Now. Okay. 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 Um, but yeah, like the, the royalties checks that he misses out on cause he needs the money right away for the <sighs> abortion. And then he goes to his sister's house and yeah. she's got his shit and he's like, Put it out on the curb. Yeah, he's Who just cares? he's just too reactionary. Like ten minutes later, he needs it. Yeah, if he was just put it out on the curb. Yeah, like, it's like everything he does just he's just too reactionary. He's not thinking about anything other mm-hmm. than just the immediate annoyance of the moment. Yeah, and yeah, that aggravates really me so that. much. I do too, and it aggravates <laughs> me so much. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels it, uh, it feels like a fucking artist, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what artists are like. Yeah. yeah. They're annoying as shit. Well, most, <laughs> is what I'm telling you guys. That's the thing is that that's how most of them are. Yeah. Right. The ones that actually end up succeeding are the people who are like Jim and Gene. Yeah. Who. Yeah. They're 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 friendly. They're nice. Yeah. 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 They invite people into their home. They're they have yeah. mass appeal. They are <laughs> they write stupid songs. I love they're that. Easily palatable. Justin Timberlake is so good in this movie. He is yeah. so. When, when they do get up and start singing with Troy, and the yeah. way he's like playing, like finger picking his guitar, and uh-huh. just like like <laughs> looking up at the he's ceiling, he's so <laughs> earnest. Uh-huh. He's yeah. so earnest. And, and when they're it's in perfect. the recording studio, he he calls Lou in because he knows that Lou needs money. I know. And yeah. he calls him in, and he's and then like, Lewis goes, he's like, "Who wrote this yeah. song?" <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote it. I did. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I appreciate the gig, man. But who wrote this? Yeah, yeah. Wrote this I did. <laughs> Stupid fucking song. It is ridiculous. I'm trying to find out. So I'm doing funny. a quick look. Did you happen to find out like who wrote this song? Is it? It's a. It's I mean, that's be like a good a question. Bone Burnett thing. It's got to be because it's something. clearly written for the movie. Yeah, there's no way it existed before Tracks. this movie. But who wrote it? Please, I think Mr. Justin Timberlake might have actually wrote That's it. That's what I want to see. It's uh, that would be Ed awesome. Rush, George Cromarty, T-Bone Burnett, Justin that? Timberlake, oh. and Joel and Ethan Cohen all have credit. Oh. So probably writers. T-Bone wrote the music, and then the other guys all chipped Came in. Came up with a way to... Because, I mean, they, the lyrics they want stuff. it to be... Because that's... And, I mean, I, it fits for a poppy silly song from the early 60s it <laughs> yeah. really just fits it's yeah. like that thing you it's do those kind of in terms right. of songs, like yeah. finding an actual making a song that sounds really mm-hmm. realistic like i can totally see this and that was like the thing it was like there was uh folk music was popular in that for like silly shit like that like silly yeah. pop songs had those until dylan came along and then right made it made it more serious yeah. and more or at least brought that but out for that like in that period right before, though, it was shit like, please, Mr. Kennedy. Oh, And the funny thing is, driver's holding the guitar and just going, bull, outer, space. And when they're kind of figuring the song out before they actually record, and Lewin and Justin and Jim are kind of going over the structure and all that stuff, and Adam Driver's just in the background just going, 
And there's that moment where they both just kind of look over at him like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah. And but the funny thing is too from the artistic people and performers that I've known in my life, you do start to realize at a certain point that the people who actually are able to kind of start gaining momentum are the people who will write songs like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not feel like it's not. Uh, yeah. 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 It, like does they don't feel that kind of like fake pseudo artistic okay. integrity that people like Lewin Davis and me frankly well, it's feel not, a lot of the time. It's not necessarily pseudo fake. integrity. It's I, not pseudo. It's just a lack of being not so self-conscious about having to be a certain way. Yeah. Like that's what Justin Timberlake is in Jean, Jean, Jim and Gene are, they just want to perform and they're doing stuff that the audience likes versus trying to stay true to some artistic like, that's what Davis's problem is, but right? What like I mean he is, that, he's I mean, there's really everything. no difference between what they're doing and what Lewin's doing. That's what I mean when I say pseudo. It's not that like his music isn't better than theirs. Yeah, their uh, music is well. But his, <laughs> but his, their energy is more positive, and his is more ugly. Because you can go back and listen to like uh, an uh, a performer from this era, uh, uh, like of the ilk of. Lewin Davis or like Dave Von Ronk and also like a Peter, Mary and Paul type mm -hmm. Jim and Gene type thing. Yeah. <laughs> and those guys also mm -hmm. have great songs. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like there's no, there's really no difference no, well, in, I, there's none. I mean, in the, I in, think the those, in the artistic value of it. Well, in the Bob Dylan album songs that came out back then, they're, I, they're, you gotta be into listening to that shit. It's not, it's, right. you're not going to throw that on and be like, Oh, no, like, I just it, as I've gotten older, I've realized that there's really no difference. Like somebody like Taylor Swift or like Carly yeah. Rae Jepsen or like a pop performer can have just as much artistic integrity yeah, as understood. like an yeah. underground punk band. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, I don't know if I agree with that. No, because I do feel like they're playing to. A, I mean, there's things nah, that dude, are like, like listen, shake it off is not a deeply felt fucking anything. You, but what it's do you think a, about Christina a, Aguilera? She's awful. What? What She's about her? She's amazing. At what? At singing. Okay, she is sure. Singing godly good really performer. Really shitty songs. No, that's my point. <laughs> the songs are bad. Go listen to her singing. She's I amazing. Have, but I'm not. That year that she won. Here's the thing. Over uh, 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 another Macy shitty Gray. Singer? No, Macy Gray. <laughs> oh, Macy Gray. Okay. They were both new artists of the year mm -hmm. coming out that year, mm -hmm. and everyone assumed Macy Gray should win. I included because she had that like weird, very indie feel. And Christina Aguilera won, and it felt like this travesty of justice. Go back and listen to fucking Christina Aguilera. There's a reason she won. Well, she's say the fucking same thing talented. About, well, yeah, she's a talented singer, but she's not an artist. She's a singer. I disagree. Like Mariah Th Carey. This is exactly has what an Brett's amazing saying. voice that I don't want to listen to because it's fucking annoying. But she's and it's an like, amazing it's artist. Show off. Just because they make money <laughs> yes, and appeal to no, a broader audience no doesn't make them. Le it. But this is exactly the point. This yeah, is exactly the point. This is the point. Listen, my point is, is that it's no, better those to toil will in not anonymity. Those well. It might be better for them in the in their lifetime, sure. But as far as like an artistic statement, those songs, good songs, will outlive the pop shit of what, any era. But nobody's writing these songs. These are just performers. But, then, but what these about are folk songs that have always about, been like, around and will always be there? That's the I'm, point. But so I, it's right. just but the that, performance. That's contemporary, though, because then when you go back, uh, 
like that would have been the uh, Beatles like twenty. But this is but no wait, hold on. But like, if you go back like twenty years, like there's pop songs that you hear from like the seventies where you're like, oh, this song. 40 years. Fucking rocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 years to the Go 70s. Back 20 uh, years to the 70s. Yeah, everything, no, because we are in the 90s. We've never left the 90s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just mean. No, I'm like, there are good pop songs that will last. But yeah. I'm saying, like, I, and there I'm not are no. It's... I, I do not believe there's any Christina Aguilera songs in that list. But I, I will that's say. That's because you've never listened to them. I have listened to no, them. No, you haven't. You, you just cannot said you avoid not that to... shit. No, I don't sit down you. and listen to but it. Have you listened? I've heard but Christina you, Aguilera. You have you listened to like her records from start to finish all the way through? Because <laughs> of her artistic statement no, of I'm her album? No, I'm just saying, but like, she, she is an exceptional artist. She she's really a singer. is. She, okay, but she's that's all she's. She's a technician. It's like a. But that's all these guys are. These are just singers. They're not writing these songs. Same, I mean, some of them are. No, Lou and Davis is not. Lou and Jim Davis is, is not. Lewis, Lou and Davis Jim is, is not. Gene and Jim are not. As an art, yeah. they're all performing folk I'm music. I'm just That's saying. The point. What I would right. say is, well, and this is just my personal taste, also, because uh, <laughs> you're Lou things, and Davis, <laughs> and this is yeah, I am, because it's like I, I think I like things that artists like, like you know what I mean. Like, sure. It's like oh. But I like music that feels like it has I, integrity. Sure. That it's someone actually expressing something. Like, I was just talking about Mud Honey before the podcast, but sure. uh, it's like the first line. There's a Mud Honey documentary, and Mark Arm at the very beginning of it is like, as soon as you start playing for the audience or writing music for the audience, you're fucked. Sure. And I was like, that's exactly right. And that's a good parallel because Mud Honey never broke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They've but, still been yes. going. But I think. But, I'm like, but, but but there's things there's things on both sides, right? Because yeah. there's also. But there's I see, songs I see everywhere. What there's you're also, saying. There's I see also, what you're saying. But, but there's also popular songs that are yeah. like Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that all popular music is bad. That's I'm just what saying. I'm getting at. I'm yeah. saying like, just because please, Mr. Kennedy is not going to be a lasting artistic statement <laughs> no, about sure. anything, right? But what I'm getting at is that <laughs> Lewin Davis has a sense, uh, uh, like a, a self-imposed sense of artistic integrity right. that has no more or less value than whatever Gene and Jim are doing. A hundred percent. And that's just what because that feels they're like the do- same just argument. because they're doing where their artistic interests lie is a place that's more palatable than what Lewin Davis is doing doesn't mean that his is somehow like more important yeah, has or more value. better or has more value just in the same way but Tucker does I do think so that, that's exactly I, I don't I think I don't either. since neither one of them are actually writing the songs except for like the novelty shit <laughs> if they're both <laughs> just folk artists <laughs> picking <laughs> folk songs to play I feel the songs he's picking are a better uh, stock of songs and these but this is coming from someone who hates happy music. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate anything that sounds happy. But uh, <laughs> I really but, do. But it see, doesn't play I, in my but brain. It's so. interesting because you guys were also talking about Green Day earlier mm-hmm. about the artistic qualities of Green Day. When they came out, they were garbage to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is just little kid fake <laughs> punk rock. And yeah. I never, ever listened to it because of that. Right. But hearing you guys talk about now, it, having those actually are listened good to pop it, songs. But that's my point. When I heard them, I was like, you "This is pop music." But that's trash. When they were coming out, I was, "This is trash. This is not fucking good punk rock." Yeah, this and Basket is, Case this was is, on the radio yeah, a million is, times a day. This is bubblegum mm-hmm. pop. Yeah, and I don't know why anybody is grabbing onto this. And right. then the next generation of people are like, "No, this is fucking quality mm-hmm. music." Yeah, that's my point. Just because you don't see it right away and you're not going to give it a chance, doesn't take away its potential for artistic integrity. Right. 
That's what I'm saying. Go listen to some fucking Christina Aguilera. I'm, I'm telling fucking you, I hate Christina Aguilera. But and because it's in, but you never listened music. to it. Like, but, that's the, I but, have listened to it. You God listened damn it. to the handful that they put on the radio, just like I did with Green Day. Because they're that's shit. That's my wait, point. Wait, but yeah, the, but you could you tell that you could tell that you didn't like it. And so you never listened to it again. But then when I heard that's that fine. everybody who I respect's I opinions would say, no, it's actually good. I've, I'm willing to believe that it's good music. No one but else then you're that also, I have ever respected has told me, you should listen to a Christina Aguilera record. You should. I've heard people say, oh, sh- that bitch can sing. I've heard that a lot. And I'm she's like, amazing. yeah, sure she can. She's an amazing performer. I do not care. But then <laughs> what about JT? Because she's What about JT? Michael Jackson wannabe? I've heard Michael Jackson. Their oh song, those God. songs are better. But oh then, my God. But his that, songs suck. But, he can sing like a motherfucker. But then, but his songs are also, shit. But then you're also you have to. <laughs> but Michael Jackson's wait, but don't. Then you're also, those songs you are also fucking badass. Take into account those are great jams. What, how, what the, I, I promise you in 1980 would have the had wall the, to per, bad. You would have had like, the precise opposite fucking, view in the 1980s. <laughs> I was in the 80s and no, fucking loved it. If you were this are, person in the 80s, you oh would have Oh my God, just way. talking over each other. I know, God I know. damn it, I hate it so much. Um, <laughs> That's what this movie's about. The other thing <laughs> is that with the like the Jim and Gene of it all, if the, uh, the audience in the Gaslight is clearly <laughs> responding to what they are, yeah. what mm-hmm. they're doing. So it's moving and meaningful to them. Yeah, but so is happy. People are like, "Yay, I love this song. It's but, meaningful to me." But, hap- but happy. happy is oh, an emotion. That, song happy. Like, like fucking no, song you mean happy. the song happy. But, yeah. but, but like, fuck. But fucking awful. <laughs> it's fucking garbage. No emotion has no emotion has more weight than any other emotion. You know what I mean? Like you can have a preference to a certain yeah. style of music. I think happiness is fake. Oh well, my god! <laughs> I don't think it's an it's actual no emotion. You can't but, that, but that's that's antithetical. That's antithetical to music. every. No, that's antithetical don't. to every Coen Brothers movie. Jesus that's Jesus. because the the whole purpose of every Coen Brothers movie is that <laughs> everything is the same and everything is meaningless. Yeah, yeah. So happiness and sadness and anger and blah blah blah. All of those emotions are equal yeah. and equally as meaningless. So. <laughs> they are just whatever you put into them. Sadness and happiness are no more fake or real than any other than uh, any other emotion. No one sings about the happiness. They're, they're of all meaninglessness. The same. they're all the same. So therefore, since it's all meaninglessness, if your sad song about meaninglessness, it actually does have some depth, rather than your happy song about fucking nothing because it's all meaningless. Or well, right? a happy song about being happy is just as it's meaningful. Not real. As... <laughs> <laughs> does it exist? <laughs> No one's happy. But see, no, we're just it's touching fake. in the it's fake. T- Tucker's own. <laughs> it is fake. It's, it's some neurosis. It's self delusion. <laughs> and those kind of songs, <laughs> like that song "Happy," is just mass delusion. Which song? Ha- the 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 Pharrell, the Pharrell or whatever song? it is. Okay. If you wanna feel oh, that up. one, the like. <laughs> shut up! Cause God damn I'm it. happy. That one. Yeah, that okay, fucking yeah. piece of shit. Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit song. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like anything that B-b-b-b-b-b-b- sounds that makes you go like this. <laughs> oh, that's Fuck. funny because I am the exact makes opposite. I love feeling sick. good in a song. I love it when it makes me feel good. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't. I. I, I, don't, like, I, I don't. I don't think, think my, anything. I don't think. I don't think happy has any more or less artistic uh, value yeah. or significance than any song that I really love and connect yeah. to. I mean, like, I, don't, I don't connect to that song yeah, at all. And I don't I, either. I, 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like that song. I don't like the, his voice in it. But it's I would never, kind of I would never be like this. The song that I like is better than Happy because it, <laughs> unless, <it's>, your song, <laughs> unless you're talking about Gangnam happy. Style, Gangnam Style yeah, is better than all better than Happy. I only listen to the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's you're right. The but, Macarena is just as artistically oh valid God. as any other oh, song. So sure. good. Like it's all oh, bullshit. So like oh, it's all bullshit. Like, that is all, what this so is. There's no, just but no this art. is you're, then there's you're, no you're nailing art. it on the head. Yeah. It's no. either art or it's commerce. It's right? all art. No, it's that's all, all I don't art. Think so. It's that's all art and it's all commerce. It's all art. Llewellyn Davis wants to be a popular what's the, singer. What's the he N? wants to be what's a What's the N for? He, he, what? What's the N for? Llewellyn <laughs> <laughs> Davis, you he, say? Llewellyn <laughs> wants to be Troy. He, he goes to yeah. Chicago yeah, to, to get a meeting point. with yeah. uh, F. Murray Abraham. But he's incapable because he's an artist. <laughs> no, he's no, incapable. No, he's not he's, any more of an artist. He's if incapable. Anything, he's less of an artist because he can't connect. He's incapable. That's not a requirement. He's incapable of getting out of his own way. He's incapable of getting out of his own way. Yes, That's incapable true. of, of no, uh, putting you, aside his own ego, his own depression, mm-hmm. his own uh, grief over the loss of Mike. He's incapable of putting that... Aside, in order to and, transcend to the next level, of in that is an and I, rela- I relate to yes. this because mm-hmm. I've done this thousands of times. No, I can't <laughs> get out of my own way too. Sure, I, that's the only. I could not. I wasn't even as success, successful as you at doing stand up because I couldn't even get out of my fucking own way just to be popular to the room full of people in front of me. <laughs> right, consistently. Mm-hmm. Right, because I'm always up in my head. Right, yeah. because I can't connect with the audience, which is what art requires. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. It's so a I fucked myself over my whole life. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Same. yeah, I'm never no, going anywhere. No, and you're really but, hitting the nail on also, the head with this. Those ne- okay, you sing Dink Song to yourself all the time. Uh-huh. I sing Dink Song. I sing Oh Hang Me all the time. What the fuck do they sing in the in the gas? What's the place called? I don't know what you're the, talking about. The, the gaslight. The, yeah. The, what's the song? Justin Timberlake and Troy and uh, oh, Terry Mulligan are singing. The, I don't know. No, but, the no miles, one sings that but fucking song. But fare thee well. But fare yeah, thee well, isn't but, it? No, no, no. But but conversely, in this movie, uh, the Coens are picking out <laughs> fantastic songs mm-hmm. for Lewin to sing of hundreds of songs. Yeah, yeah. Thousands of songs that are not as good as those. <laughs> right. But they also pick that kind for them. And also, and they're good songs. Like so, I, I'm a big fan but, of like Cat yeah. Stevens. Yeah, me too. And Cat Stevens has that Harold uh, and Maude song. You know, if <sighs> you want to sing, if you want to sing out. Oh yeah. And that song's basically about just like being you and enjoying what you're doing. And yeah. that song fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but I think that rocks for me because I had it in the context of Harold and Maude, which is such a uh, you know yeah, it's a moment of like him. Kind sure. Finding it's in a desperately sad moment, though. So but that's it's like, like a Jim and Gene type of song, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, out of that <laughs> context, it would be for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Which I probably would not have liked it. But that. But you put it in that's another. What I'm saying, that's you, why uh, Hal Ashby's the a, artist in this situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god. But there's also so the other thing that Lewin Davis illustrates is that there's really no rhyme or reason to who yes, is able to. It's not a meritocracy, right? Yeah. It's like it's all kind of luck. It's luck, talent, palatability. 
uh, timing. It's all of this stuff kind of like meshed together. There's a million artists who you're like, well, I never, I don't get yeah. why they were well, never really able to like, he's mm-hmm. like get to that. the, like the replacements are a great example. Yeah. Like they're one of my favorite bands. They yeah. were always right on the cusp of Fucking being great. like the next big band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just never, so, but well, all, all the bands that were popular after them are all like the replacements are it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, and yeah. okay, let's let's put it in the movie, right? He's that way about uh-huh. Jim and Gene and all of the bullshit. He's fucking yelling at the old lady who comes up and is or not the old lady, the woman who's playing her little yeah, who's yeah. just trying to. She just she just wants to perform. Yeah. She's just coming an opportunity to play up in the big city. Yeah. And, he's and he like, gets get out of here, you hayseed. He gets in a he gets in a car. He gets in a car to go try and get his foot in the door with the thing because he's yeah. jealous of of Troy. Right. Gets in a car with a guy who's exactly like him, but worse. He's mm-hmm. like his future mm-hmm. if he doesn't fucking mm-hmm. shape up. Right. And see what that attitude about just being so tied to up your own ass about mm-hmm. how important what you're doing is. That's my favorite stretch of the movie. Oh my God, it's sure. amazing. When he when he leaves the cat in the car, <laughs> that like hits so close to home for me of the, like the symbolism of... <laughs> He, he is doing the opposite of saving the cat. Right. He's basically <laughs> leaving the cat for dead. Yeah. And to fend whole... for itself in the middle, like so far away from its home in New York City, yeah. in Greenwich Village. And he's leaving the cat. He's killing the cat to <laughs> go pursue this thing that I... we know is not going to turn out. <laughs> right, right. It's, uh, it's great. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of it is so uncozy it's so not cozy I actually do but find it, it feels to be so cozy. cozy the whole movie does I guess just <laughs> that period where he gets out of the bus stop and then he like steps in the ice water and sleeping he's in the bus station and he's trying to like drink coffee and dry his foot off on the, <laughs> like that that part doesn't feel cozy you're right the rest of it I do want to kind of live in the Greenwich Village in 1961 it's cozy in like a cold winter way <laughs> <sighs> yeah in that like step into a coffee shop and get kind of warmed yeah. up and know there's not much I love happening layers, in- so it just looks Great mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah that's I how I want it to be all the time. With a trench coat. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh my gosh. And like Jean, fingerless man. gloves. Jean, I'd, I'd really like to fuck her. <laughs> um, no, but I think that there's, you know, I think there's a, oh you know, to people that don't try to go the, uh, I'm saying Justin Timberlake, J- Jim, is that his name in the Jim movie? Jim yeah. Talking about him in the movie, not in real life, although it's part of it. Uh, people that don't go that route of being like, here's what will please a crowd. Here's, you know, because we're trying to get ahead. And people that probably languish in obscurity, but are creating things that are personal and, and true. I find more artistic value in that. You just resonate with it more. I feel like it's more valuable because you resonate with it more. It's more valuable. It's more valuable as a document of humanity. No, it's just more resonant. As a document of human experience of your experience. No one has that fucking experience. It's fake. No, but my point is, is you also don't resonate with anything positive or upbeat. Mm -hmm. So it's resonant for you because positivity and upbeatness is all a charade for you you. (laughs) anybody that's acting positive or upbeat is deluding themselves to get through this fucking hellscape we live in. (laughs) <laughs> this is just truth guys i don't know what the what the argument is against this <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare out there and anything that says it's not is a lie that is true so in the movie the, the movie does that put shit. that in there well i <laughs> 
Are you are you okay? I'm all, never Tucker. <laughs> I have Tucker. never been but just, okay. But Tucker, Tucker, are you all right? No. <laughs> I just it's a cry for can help. You, Brett, I, can, you, can you turn his microphone back off? <laughs> I just <laughs> I just appreciate so I appreciate so many different kinds of art <clears> and <throat> am, t- am moved and touched by so much of it and so many different varieties of it mm. that I could it would be impossible for me to say that anything I, because there's been time like for example there's been times where like I've been like with my daughter Hadley and when she was like two and she loved uh, the Taylor Swift song You Need to Calm Down mm-hmm. there are times when I've been in my living room just with me and her when she was two years old like dancing around in the living room to You Need to yeah. Calm Down and she's singing it with her little two year old voice mm-hmm. that is a special yep. memorable moment in my life sure. and Taylor Swift's music is producing that yeah sure and so there, there is artistic, there is art, there and, is spirituality and artistic and human I feel uh, uh, aspects of that. There's also yeah, it's for babies. <laughs> well, but I like it <laughs> my too. daughter likes Taylor Swift too. She's but, seven. But of wait, course what, she but, will. But wait, but then you're... she doesn't know that it's a fucking cesspool yet. But that because I've okay. been sheltering her from that. But that's okay. We've been lying to our kids so that they don't, you know, descend into I don't, a horrible, I don't do that to my kids. Horrible fucking depression right off the bat. Oh, no. they're they're gonna they're, be depressed. It's coming. Dude. Yeah, I mean, it's coming. But if you're walking around, it's this starting already. All the time, but that, definitely. Oh yeah. There's but no that moment it. isn't that moment isn't necessary. I don't. Isn't I know nothing her. else. That moment is for us, mm-hmm. and so there's value mm-hmm. in that. And there's, but there's not any more or less value in that than when I've been like driving in my car at night, feeling depressed and lonely, listening to like Elliot Smith. Sure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They're both. They <laughs> both have significance. For Tucker, it's only the negative stuff that actual has <laughs> has actual value. Yeah, everything is else is coming. like marshmallows. Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> but but it's, that's the it's point. Not a real but thing. that is the point of, and this is why we keep talking about it. It does have value. You just are not appreciating it's not artistic. it. Artistic. It has artistic. It value. does have artistic not value. You just aren't appreciating <laughs> yeah. it. I don't think it does. It does. I think though. it's disposable product. It's nothing really. So, so like the first two Beatles albums compared to the no. last two, right? Great songs. The first two. Yeah. Why? Why? Because they're just great pop songs. They're great bubble gum lasting pop, pop they're, songs. But yeah. they're bubble gum. They're, they're only lasting because they're stupid. They're, forever. <laughs> they're stupid. They're dumb. <laughs> That's true. So, but, but the only reason that you have that is because you mm-hmm. felt something later about them or you were taught to because you weren't even around. Right. Well, it's probably just left over from my childhood. The other thing is too, yeah. though, is that there's tons and tons and tons of underground alternative music mm-hmm. that is disposable. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, sure. That is, well, that's what, uh, has that's no what this artistic is showing integrity. Us, right? exactly. None of these people are going to do anything. Bob Dylan's about to step on the scene and blow it all up. And right. no one's ever going to remember any of these people. But that's, mm-hmm. but so you have to, that, that is also taken to, into account when you're saying just because something, there, there isn't one reason why something does or doesn't have any value or quality mm-hmm. to it. There's just not. Uh, objectively, <laughs> there's not. Some stuff that is I, popular has, artistic value like I can appreciate sure. I can appreciate what I feel is underlying some of Tucker's reluctance on this is the the idea that it's just a cash grab that there is an actual depth to the emotion mm-hmm. being connected to what's being presented right there's an assumption of shallowness when it comes to feeding the masses mm-hmm. right? and I have also shared that for a long time same but I don't think it's true there's I nothing think there but are nostalgia for <laughs> new kids on the block at this point. Well, the new There's... kids were never good in the first place. No. <laughs> neither right. is any of this shit. But 
So then but it's there like was some of the songs that sync. worked out. People that girls that were this, you know, little girls that were that age at that Isn't time. Isn't that where JT came from? Still love it. Yeah. He went on. Yeah. Where's everyone else doing reality shows maybe here yeah. and there? Yeah. They're yeah. great. No one <laughs> fucking listens degrees. to sync except those same little girls because they were in love with them for five sure. minutes. Has nothing to do with the music. But it's the, but the thing music. is, the thing is, none it, of it matters. It, but well, of course not. It's all meaningless. You could say you could say the same about any band like you could say the same about Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say the same about 500 other bands but, that we don't know the names of because nobody ever. But what heard I was going to get at is that, or like, I guess a better example because everybody kind of, <laughs> for some reason, agrees that Kurt Cobain is like the the peak of like rock art artistry. Mm, uh, okay, because <laughs> he killed himself. Because he killed himself. I know. Think but, about that. But what I was, was going to say was like, is Green Day I mean, is kind of like pop. That's also where I'm coming from. I Green guess. Day is kind of like pop bullshit. But mm-hmm. there's so many bands that I love now that are not like at the left that have like what I view as like are tons of artistic integrity that were their first album, like bands that are like my age, their mm. first album that got them into music was Dookie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Dookie is like one of the most successful albums of all time. Mm-hmm. It's like doesn't get more yeah, mainstream than I'm that. I'm not saying that success is the thing. Like what, what was that created in though? Like that wasn't, that was created by those guys it was they'd signed to a major label, but they still like recorded it in the same way they'd recorded their other two albums. Mm-hmm. They they'd written these songs. They did. No one was telling them to sound differently. You know what I mean? Like there was no other influence. <laughs> it sounds exactly like their other music. So it's like they didn't sell out. They just got heard and everybody loved it. Well, sure. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like. But there's still commerce. There's still commerce there still involved. Is, of they course. still Billy Joe Armstrong and. Uh, the other guy, the other two, but when you're <laughs> wanted like, to be the biggest band in the world, they wanted to be rock stars. See, I don't know because at that point, like... here's the thing: in those scenes, at that moment, there was a thing like, and this is the same thing that happened with Nirvana, where they signed to a major, but what they thought would happen was, oh, we'll sell enough to live like Sonic Youth does. Right, Sonic Youth on Geffen. Yeah, they make enough to eat. They're not yeah. famous. They're not. You they're know, famous enough. They're they famous can, in they this world, yeah. and that's it. And we'll be no, like of course, big enough to we'll be able to for. be musicians and do that. And then it becomes something that never happens. Like right. that's a fucking lightning in a bottle thing. There's right. no way Green Day could expect to be Green Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. no way. No, I think it's interesting because Built to Spill kind of embodies mm. a little bit of what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, what was their second album? Um, There's nothing wrong with love. Is that the second? With, I, I love that album. That album. That's their most poppy, most it's accessible great. album. Yeah. I love that album. Great songs. And Doug intentionally moved backwards mm-hmm. with the next, and then for the future, because yeah, I think he was consciously trying to avoid that. I mean, not like he didn't yeah. want to be popular, but I, I don't want to be too popular. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, you know Doug. You've met Doug for sure. I've never right? met him. I've oh, seen him around. Okay, but he's not. He's, I like to go into very... bars around town and just yell his name. Doug! Doug! <laughs> Doug <Marshall>? Where's Doug? <laughs> anyway, I was hanging out with Doug. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he is very, like, self He doesn't, he yeah. doesn't, he's a, he's a quiet guy. I totally understand. Like, it seems like that would be where you'd want to be. Like, yeah, people like that I'm are in a certain, especially when that position, album came think, out, because but... it's got, it's got fun songs on it. It's got mm-hmm. that Twin Falls, Idaho song on it. Yeah. Car. So good. Love there was a potential that had the you know I'm sure there was producers working with him trying to get that next one to be like even more yeah. accessible and get him on MTV and all the things mm-hmm. and he clearly stepped back clearly mm-hmm. was like nope I'm gonna change a couple of members of the band and yeah 
Uh, and th- I, I'm my personal taste is I generally gravitate towards stuff that's more l- like DIY and more mm-hmm. like <laughs> underground. <laughs> but but that's just my, like that's just stuff that I. That's your taste. That's just my taste. Yeah, and, and but I, I don't do think it has any more inherent value than anything else. Yeah, I I, I do appreciate, it. and it is a, a tightrope because I do mm-hmm. I do kind of I do see I'm teasing you, but I mm. do see what you're saying. I see. So, I think they're great pop artists, and I think that they're pop artists that write. Yeah, but great you don't songs. only you only think that about ones that were there when you were a kid. You don't seem to have any today. Oh, I do. Ooh. I think I think um, like I fucking love that new Lizzo song. Oh my god! That reminds right? yeah. That Jesus also Christ. reminds me of like off the wall era Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, you're right. That's a disco a song. Fucking wild, Jan- dude. Janelle Monae. It's like awesome. Janelle Monae is. I don't know her. Very, I don't know that. I don't I've know heard much her. about her of her music. Uh, she I know rocks. who she is. She rocks. No. Put your leg up. But no, there's lots of stuff I like. Yeah, but I just pocket computer here. Kinds that are just like. I feel you. You know, I get it. Like, and then I'm not. I'm not trying to make it a, doesn't even a stand feel like you're for a, like straight pop music. Not like some of them don't even feel like they're they have a personality enough to be driving the boat. It's just like sure. oh, you have a voice, and what that's do you think all about you John? Because uh, he seems like he embodies this very well. Yes, like I love some Elton John. And, do you? And which, then which ones vast, do you love? Um, probably the ones that like he did with classics. With, yeah, the, <laughs> what's his name with the uh, Bernie? Uh, what's his? Name? Oh, oh. Uh, I forget his name, but yeah. I don't even know. Yellow Brick Road. I went and saw Elton John a few years ago with my mom, and we were like, oh, this will be fun. And it was kind of meh. Was it? But yeah. also, you like, you know, I was like, I was hoping he'd play this and this and this mm-hmm. and this, and he didn't really. And then, like, six months later, he announced he's doing like a farewell greatest hits tour. And I was like, God damn it, that's yeah. the one to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hear that Lion King shit, though. Um, don't, don't play that. I really Fuck. just, I do think. <laughs> This conversation is good to have for for Lewin Davis inside Lewin Davis. That's what this is about because yeah. that's what it is it, about. It really is, and uh, I and think we've I'm all r- seen that I will not get off my dick. <laughs> you are I will not. You you are not going to. Integrity is everything. <laughs> no, I agree. I I agree that integrity is everything. I do too. But I also believe that. People's barometer for integrity is often different. Yeah, this is the and, this is the argument that he mm-hmm. has with Carrie Mulligan in the coffee shop with Gene. Right, mm-hmm. right. He's his view is that you've got to be fucking starving and pointless. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to have a life. Yeah. So I'm going to do this in order to have a life. More power to you. And yeah. because because I like I want to Your play. Your going to suck no, that way. I want to oh play. God. It's because I want to play music. Like I, I want to do music. music. Yeah. Like yeah. I love music and I want to play music. So yeah. I'm just going to do what it takes to play music. And if yeah. I have to write, please, Mr. Fucking Kennedy, every yeah. once in a while, then I'll do that and, because it enables me to play the music that I want to write. I think that's fine. But it's a choice you make. But the choice, sure. and it's the not choice based between... in artistry or integrity. But it's wait based a minute. In, wait a minute. I want to make a life doing this but one thing and make money out of it. But mm-hmm. Lewin's That's a not impetus. doing that choice. Instead, he's performing in his life as a fucking monkey for mm-hmm. rich people who want to p- give him stuff. Yeah, which is identical. It's just he's more self-delusional about it. Right. It's well, an identical. Yeah, it's identical. Yeah. He's selling himself. Yeah, well, at least he can look himself in the mirror. Don't. But he can't. He doesn't even have a mirror. He sleeps on a couch. God, who wants right. a fucking mirror? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he can't. At he... least he hates himself like a decent self-hating person. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, there's the other part. Is like there's the Tucker's own peculiar neuroses that's shrouding all of this. <laughs> I think anyone that doesn't per- hate themselves and the world is wrong. 
That's I, all. Don't get me wrong. I hate myself, but I just am oh, also capable cool. of joy. I like you. <laughs> Thank you. I like yeah. you as well. Thanks. Even though you don't like yourself. Yeah. I <laughs> don't at all. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so me. I know. I feel like I've uh, <clears throat> tried to, I think I, in the last few years, I've forced myself to not hate myself so much. Bro, How'd you do it? Bro, you're over six feet and you're thin. I have no sympathy for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real fuck off. <laughs> Tall, linky son of a bitch. I'm, I'm just playing with you. Everybody's got their shit. Yeah, everybody's got their shit. Yeah. But I did. But tall people have it better, so just yeah. shut up. Yeah, I can reach out <laughs> to the cabinet. I'm just built out of a pile of it. Uh, everybody's got their shit. I'm just built out of a pile oh my of it. God. But I was I like, great <laughs> stuff on the top shelf. I, I, I look like truly, Bill I was Paxton like, at the end of Weird Science. I was like, I think I'm just going <laughs> to try and ignore yeah. any of my self hatred and just kind of just mm. try and live my life. That's the best. And I, I do that with varying degrees of success. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, some days it's. Some days I'm able to do it, and some days I'm... Although, it's less day-to-day for me and more like... I'll have like a month. Stretches. Stretches, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is what depression is. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. I don't... Do you feel like you're a depressed person? I mean, there's a difference between just being sad and being depressed. Sure. It really is. I mean, watching my kids with depression, I'm like, yeah, no, I've never experienced what these people are experiencing. I go through, I go, I usually will say that I go through bouts of melancholy. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I do too. Because I do, I have a running, and it hasn't been there so much the last few years, but I do have just the running, like, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, Uh and that, that refrain from the I'm on a plane song, just like, I hate myself. Better than you, right? Like just <laughs> constant. Yeah, uh, but I um, yeah, I have a melancholic personality mm-hmm. disorder. Oh, it's yes. a borderline personality disorder. Or something. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, it, it's written. And actually, that's why is I it, hate I, oh, happy things. I think it's ta- is it I was just about on your to forehead? say the exact same thing. <laughs> it's just under your beanie. About to say that. <laughs> Look at that mopey piece literally of shit over there. Gonna say it's tattooed on your forehead. You have to yeah. wear the um, they live glasses <laughs> to see it though. Yeah, <laughs> or you can just or just get talk a little to, sense talk of me. TikTok for twenty minutes. <laughs> but I also don't believe that you don't feel joy. Because I do. I think he just doesn't recognize it when it happens. No, because I've heard this you talk. I've heard you talk about MacGruber. I've heard you uh, talk about MacGruber. I think no, MacGruber you, brings you've you got joy. Two, you've got a, a loving wife. You've got two beautiful children. You've experienced yeah. moments of joy. They're just fleeting, and you're terrified of them. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's all going to end in tragedy, right? All it's going it. to end. All of it ends it's going in tragedy. Everything just going ends to end. in tragedy. It, everything just ends. Everything's tragic. No, everything well, just ends. See, that's, that's the, the Coens of it all. That just co- ends. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is there is? It's not tragedy or it's meaningless. Succe- or yeah, successful. Honorable. It's all. It it's is just, meaningless. It is. But yeah. then, because it is meaningless, there are <laughs> moments of joy. <laughs> there are two types of people in this world. <laughs> People who put things into two categories yeah. and losers. People who yeah. like Neil Diamond. People... I like Neil Diamond. So do you I. Like it's okay, from good. What About Bob. Yeah, okay. Remember that? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My ex-wife loves him. <laughs> I saw Neil Diamond. Uh, aside. Oh, I always wanted oh, to. Oh, it was so great. Him. It was so great. <laughs> but, um, I think the reason I love Lewin Davis, I think the reason now. one of the reasons yeah. I do love this movie so much is obviously a bit different from why Tucker loves it so much. <laughs> and well, that, I feel like it's the that, exact same reason, though. No, because I feel like I... I, oh. a, I can appreciate Lewin Davis's character, but I can also appreciate the flip side of it, the Jim and Gene and yeah. Troy side of it. Oh, I do too. I I appreciate those those impulses to do that. I just well, I also find pre- less value artistically in it. I, that's I all. appreciate and that wind music. Up fucking beat up in an alley, watching the fucking world drive but, away. No, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah I've because, been beaten up in an alley my whole life. Well, the, there, 
here's the thing too is there's very few albums that are as I'm a, obviously if people didn't realize I'm a huge music fan <laughs> yes what uh, yeah I am not there's Dylan very, hates music there's I don't hate music I just it's not my go to that form are awesome mm. incredible from start to finish even mm-hmm. some of my all time favorite albums have clunkers on them mm, sure. yeah 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 the, mm. what do you think what's in your head right now <laughs> well the Jim and Gene album probably has some great songs on it that I would go back and listen to. And there's probably as many of those songs that I would go back and listen to of Lewin Davis's songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because Lewin Davis has artistic integrity doesn't mean that his album is going to somehow have wall-to-wall awesome songs. Sure. Yeah. There's very few of those albums yeah, that that's exist. That's what I'm asking. In, What's, what album's in your head? I just appreciate where it's coming from. I, d- even, I do even, too. Even if I don't like the song, I'm like, oh, well, that one didn't hit, but whatever, you know, at least they're, I do they're too, doing, they're coming sure. from a real place. You know? I do too, but I also appreciate the fact that Jim and Gene can also have an awesome song that stands the test of time, that moves people, mm-hmm. that yeah, touches but the rest, you. The, the other six songs on the album are just like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and that oh. is kind of the whole era of that, right? Like those, sure. those quick pressing like they got boxes of it was five era, and twenty. Uh, yeah. Have you ever listened to like? A, <laughs> it was a yeah box like for, it was the era of forty fives and yeah. Uh, yeah, like with a couple of songs on there. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like there was yeah. just that kind of. I mean, it kind of was. It seems even before that, right? I mean, they're all putting out full LPs. Sure. I mean, I like lots of crap. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But they <laughs> can usually acknowledge when it's crap. <laughs> Well, I also get like um, so many people who seem to have like artistic integrity are just like such bastards that, oh, sure. you know what I mean? Like the Bukowskis yeah. and Hunter mm-hmm. S. Thompson's of the world and Henry Miller's of the world mm-hmm. where you're, or Ernest Hemingway's of the world, you know right. what I mean? Where they seem to have like so much artistic merit and worth, but they're just like yeah. <laughs> such pieces of shit. I just, I deeply feel the piece of shit of everybody. Like I deeply, I'm like, I'm like, that's when we're being really honest is when we're really showing what a piece of shit we are. Sure. So I think we but all, then, but then it gets, <laughs> so do, I, I agree, but I also, I also think that everybody is a piece of shit and great simultaneously. And <laughs> I think about a hundred of us are great. No, I think, every, <laughs> I think everybody has, uh, well, it's, that's the thing is like all those piece of shit artists also mm-hmm. have greatness in them as well yeah. right that's kind of what they're that's their art right but that's what they're illustrating is that yeah. that both live simultaneously but also then at <laughs> I'm like if you're a piece of shit and you're not a good artist I don't have any room for right. you in my but life then you cr- th- but then at a certain <laughs> point like you can be a bastard like Lewin Davis but the reason mm-hmm. why you can root for Lewin Davis is because he's he's a bastard but he's not abhorrent Mm-hmm. Then there's because it gets to a point where it can become abhorrent behavior, mm-hmm. where you be where you're like you're uh, like abusing women, uh, sexually assaulting women, oh, yeah. <laughs> or like wait. in the case of Woody Allen. Like, oh, I thought you were talking about Lewin. I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> no, I was saying that's why you can root for a person like Lewin is because he's a bastard, but he's not like he's not cruel, and he's, and he's not. not he's yeah, not, but he's I not don't. A, he's not a. He's not a uh, um, predator. Right. I'm not. I don't root for anybody. <laughs> in life I'll root for Lewin Davis in a movie because I'm witnessing a story that's made up about someone and I can identify the humanity in it and I can I guess I don't know if I'm rooting for him as much as just watching and uh, but 
real life people, I don't root for anyone because I'm like, I don't fucking know any of you and I assume you're all motherfuckers because <laughs> almost everyone I've met in my life is a motherfucker. You are a And there are about 20 people. I, absolutely. I fucking hate people. <laughs> I like about 20, 30 people. I think oh they're really fucking cool. Bro. I really love them. Mm-hmm. Like, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love my friends and mm-hmm. the people I love more than anything in the world. And everyone else, I, I'm like... Like, I'm trying with my brain while I'm driving to make other people's heads explode. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I can get to scanner's level here. I know it. Because I'm so angry at everybody. Right. Because they're fucking awful. Right. Anyway, yeah, so I hate you don't, people. So you don't want Lewin Davis to uh, become, like, be recognized for his work, for his artistry? Uh, oh, no. I, I much more like him as emblematic of uh, <laughs> stepping on your dick and missing your moment. Well, I sure. Want, I don't want it to go well for him at the end (laughs) that would defeat the whole purpose of the movie the way it plays out is perfect well no because what the the purpose of the movie is to make it so you want like the emotion that they're tapping into is that you want lewin davis to get out of his way that's why it's satisfying it's like anti-satisfying when he doesn't get out of his own way yeah like the emotions that they're playing on i feel if he did get out of his way i would feel like a cheat it would feel cheap and stupid. Like if no, something I'm, actually worked out for him. I'm not, of course it yeah. would. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. that the emotion that it's meant to elicit is that you want like Lewin Davis to. Yeah, as a protagonist, you are you think you're supposed to want that for him. Mm. Like you're watching someone who just can't get it together, can't stop fucking himself mm-hmm. up. The way he's positioned in the movie and the way that the movie is positioned is that yeah. by, when he gets to, like in a typical movie, he would get to Chicago and blow F. Murray Abraham's uh, dick out of the water. <laughs> right. Or he would get, he would not, that wouldn't happen, Or but he'd get back to yeah. uh, the, the gaslight and play like the set of his life or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that and finally feel fulfilled. Or meet a girl. Or, or meet something. a girl or yeah. something like something that. Something positive, like nothing positive. Next thing you know, so, you just got a fucking... Christina Aguilera song of a movie. Sure, but I'm that's not I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what the movie should do. I'm saying that the way the protagonist, the way that Lewin Davis is positioned in this type of movie would be that he would like learn something by the end, right? right? Or he would find some sort of fulfillment. But so that the reason why he's he's like he's a bastard, but he's not they've only done that piece of shit. Haven't they? They've only really ever done that once. Fargo? No, raising Arizona. Like mm. nobody ever really has a even somewhat positive ending. Do they? I guess Oh Brother kind of has a. Anyway, sorry. No. Just some drifting off as you're describing that. Trying sure. to think of any time that they don't also, just kind of well, leave we'll talk you about raising Arizona. Then <laughs> I'm also saying that might not be real. Like right. the ending of Raising Arizona might not be a real thing. Oh, that's true because right. he's just he's dreaming. just kind of dreaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> oh, brother, he gets back together with his family. So I guess that, if I'm, re- if I'm remembering correctly, doesn't he? Winds up back with Holly Hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tragedy of Macbeth ends pretty good too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that weird looking guy gets to. I think king. the most honest movie they've made is Ballad of Buster Scruggs. It's like what we all fucking about? die, oh, right? And yeah. this is like that's the most uh, honest movie they've made. <laughs> it's like all paths lead to death. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's my worldview. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I burn that, after reading. 
it's truly meaningless. Nothing meaningless. <laughs> right. All the fucking energy. That's why I love Serious Man so much because it's about the search for that meaning, which is right. so stupid and futile. Right. I'm like, whenever anybody's like, well, "Who's it mean?" I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Right? It doesn't mean anything, you <laughs> stupid asshole. <laughs> fucking stop thinking like that. You're ruining the world. God, take care of each other and shut the fuck up. But why? Wait, but how because could... we're all alive, <laughs> motherfucker. But wait, there's nothing happening after. So if you want this to be okay, you better get but on. But wait, it. how can how can how everything can I... be meaningless? But also, then some things have more weight, more artistic weight than some other thing that are equally meaningless. Well, it's all meaningless, right? I mean, everything's meaningless. <laughs> so you... this is back to the same so, thing. Right. If you so want to get into only... the micro of it, and we're talking about art, there's going to be good art and bad art. And, but like, good that's and where bad are playing. ultimately meaningless. Ultimately, it's all dust. Yeah, right. who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, no, I know. That's yeah. what. That's but, what I. But that's yeah, what... I live in this part before we're dust. So I'm right. Exactly. I like movies. So <laughs> talk about them. <laughs> that's why I'm always hesitant. That's why I would ever be hesitant to say. That anything has like more or less like I can mm. like and dislike stuff, but just because my like yeah. and disliking of something doesn't give come to appreciate give this anything, about you over yeah, the years. Doesn't <laughs> inherently give anything more or less value. That's just no, me. not inherently. And I, I I am inherently meaningless. Therefore, all of my opinions, <laughs> oh, yeah. thoughts, wants, desires, well, and that's love, why I've feelings. always always my favorite thing is to tell you that your opinions are wrong. <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> I am convinced that my opinion are uh, garbage and meaningless and I'm also convinced they're right. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and uh, both are true. And I'm convinced that and wrong. <laughs> I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred is still a great artistic achievement. Sure. So <laughs> whatever I'm... I think means whatever I think. And I I'm know. a huge fan of Informer by Snow. <laughs> sure. I don't even know Licky what that boom means. boom boom down, man. Informer. Licky boom boom down. Okay. I like a licky boom boom. Informer. <laughs> you you know that song? You I probably it. do. It I, was very popular was around the same time as Too early, Sexy, <laughs> early nineties, okay. and Ice yeah. Ice Baby. It's real terrible. Oh Snow is the Ice Canadian Baby. Vanilla Ice. Was he Canadian? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he was trying to do like a Jamaican style. Uh, okay, yes, hip hop. You remember? Okay. Him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and to me, that has as much artistic integrity and value as Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't see the point in carrying the on album, this podcast. The album, not the, not the, the movie, the album. Well, the, the, the album. album. Movie. If you listen to the album, the actually, Informer's the worst song on the album. The rest of the song rocks. <laughs> really? No, I've never heard it. No, but I bet the no inside. one's ever heard that album. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I, I was saying this is as much integ artistic integrity as the album Inside Lewin Davis, not the movie. Not the soundtrack? Yeah. No, no, the album in the movie. Oh, right. the album. The movie. Yes. Right. Yes. Inside. Yeah. yeah, sure. It's an empty sleeve with not a real record in it. <laughs> is it? Well, I would imagine. But the I mean, it probably has a record in it. It's oh, probably, sure. It's just it's not that record. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when this movie came out, I was like so interested to see if, because everybody yeah, seemed is... so real. Yeah. And so, so like, yeah. It, like they had some historical significance that I was like, there I... has to be something here. All of them are made up for the movie, but they're yes. probably all based yeah. on some people who existed for well, sure. And it... pulling from different yeah. things. Yeah. And, yeah. And it feels like such a fully realized world. You feel like you're plopped all right down in exactly. there and it's real. And like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really great. I so, did see this movie at the Flicks. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I saw uh, Serious Man at the Flicks, but this one. I, I think I've seen like ever since. When did this movie come out? Fargo. I think I've seen it. 2013. <laughs> right. But when though? Until the last oh. two. Because um, they weren't released in theaters. But 
I feel like oh, I guess Macbeth had some screenings, but it wasn't Oscar Isaac. I think is one of the best mm-hmm. of today. Yeah, yeah, he's grown on me. I I didn't. He's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I He's feel. Why did my initial impression of him? I was like, kind of not sure about him. You were I jealous. No, I don't know what is. Maybe it's jealous. because the first time I paid any attention to him was Ex Machina, and he's so off-putting in that. Yeah. That yeah, but he's so I, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like the Sharon Stone effect, where oh yeah, her performance in Casino made me viscerally respond to her as right. a human. Sure, I get not that. Just I know as, what you mean. in that role for sure. sure. So. And then I hadn't seen this, or at least I hadn't paid attention to it. So I think it just, and then I don't, I'm not impressed by Poe. Like I, I didn't, I no. felt like none of those characters were really anything. They were all just moving <laughs> around images. Right. Um, so but yeah, the, I've got, I've g- l- gained a very deep appreciation for him because I think he's terrific. Yeah. In this movie especially. This like, movie this especially. Alone, Ex Machina for sure. E- yeah. And I rewatched Ex Machina and I love it. Annihil- he's really, he has like a small part in, in Annihilation, Annihilation yeah. but he's so good in that. Yeah. And like very haunting and. Well, and, and um, Drive too. Unnerving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like that kind of side character in that. I don't know. His, char- he, his character in Drive and Ex Machina are very similar. Hmm. A little bit. And that they're kind of like off-putting and you're always a little weary of them. Yeah. And you're... Uh, yeah, I wasn't like sure what to make of it. Their antagonistic drive. relationship towards the protagonist is uh, like unsettling and hmm. <laughs> unnerving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, passive, minute. like, aggre- not even, it's like passive-aggressive, but not really passive. It's just like... <laughs> Right. Subtly aggressive. Just aggressive. <laughs> it's like understated <laughs> aggressive. Right. <laughs> Where, it, yeah, it, it's a very weird emotion, but he plays it so well. Yeah. Uh, what were you confused about over there? Uh, according to this Wikipedia thing, it says that these guys actually performed live in the movie. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Like the full songs too. I love that. And That's, there's a few movies that kind of do that and they pull it off where you'll see mm-hmm. like musicians play like full songs. I was, especially because like I said, I rewatched most of it this morning com- before coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, that does, because exp- watching them sing, I'm like, man, they are really hitting the lip sync, right? Because I just mm. assume everything's done in post some in some aspect right but that makes better sense that they just recorded them live maybe they clean it up a little they for sure clean it up you would do it probably similar to the way you would do just like a live studio recording okay you know what i mean because there's like bands who will just like all plug in and mic up their amps and then fucking go and do the album that way yeah rather than just doing it like track by track but then you also can do like overdubs and you can do like uh just mixing and mastering and stuff like that to mm-hmm. make it yeah. sound better. So they just do that in the movie. Yeah, and it, and, and it works really well. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, especially they're clearly miking them more than just the single mic that's in the center of the room, right? There's, right. There's got to be a lot of mm-hmm. sound capturing devices just uh, outside you, of Are you referring to the boom, the boom mics? <laughs> but I, I'm guessing they're even... I'm guessing it would be even more than just a boom, though, right? Sure. I, mean, I don't think a boom is... Uh, Album worthy, I guess maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine they quality just be recording it off the soundboard. Um, I, well, I will say right. that right. I was recording we, at the podcast later. stage at Tree Fort. There was a couple podcasts that had like live music elements to them, uh-huh. and I just mic'd them up and it sounded awesome. Okay, mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just yeah. Mike up there, Yeah. Maybe crap. maybe I'm also losing sight of the fact that quality musicianship just sounds good. It plays right. well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, as long as your mic isn't trash, it's going to yeah. sound yeah, good. Yeah. As long as you're. <laughs> well, you've done a good sound check and have good equipment and a good sound guy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. gonna sound well, good. You've got a room full of people who are being paid to sit there and listen. So yeah, you just yeah. keep playing it over Ooh. and over. <laughs> start, start singing along with you. Yeah, like uh, Davis. like Mrs. Gorf, Gorfine, Gorfine. Oh uh, my God, mm-hmm. so great! That whole the the awkwardness of that dinner scene is yeah. so awesome. And the yeah, the, 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 <laughs> what is it? The 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 oh shit. Henry something Fong, Green Fong. Green Fong. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. guy is so great. What is he else has he been in? He was in Girls. Okay. Okay, maybe that's where I... I only watched trying maybe to a some. season of that. Uh, and even the woman, too. She she also... Maybe I've just seen this movie seen so many times. <laughs> She's just familiar to me because I've seen this movie so many times. Lily, Lillian Gorfine? Is that who you're talking about? That lady? The old lady? No, 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 no. Uh, Fong. The, oh. The yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, the scene, that dinner at the at the, the thingy is... Uh, it's so terrific. It's pretty great. And also, like... Uncomfortably relatable. Oh, all of it. Yeah, it does. It definitely just feels like middle aged. Like, uh, like you said, like they're they. He's their little. Yeah, he's their village guy. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, we have a we we, we, hip? we know some Bohemians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're with it. Um, oh my god, I don't. It would. I. I would be really hard pressed to say whether they're whether. Like Lou Inside Lou and Davis is my favorite Coen Brothers movie, right. or their best one, because <laughs> that's the whole point of this. Well, yeah, I know. Well, uh, but this isn't my pick. C- this isn't my pick. No, right? I know, I know. But we're yeah. never going to come to a conclusion. We're never going to. I mean, I I feel like whatever you're about to say is going to be applied to any of the movies. Sure, but I think it's done to varying degrees, and also the genre I, of each of these movies. I think can sometimes make or break it in just in this regard mm. because I, I like with no country for old men for example that kind of cormac mccarthy anti-western nihilism yeah is so right up my fucking alley mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah. i'm 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 one of those fucking dorks who's like blood meridian is the greatest oh, american novel of the 20th first century relax <laughs> like yeah. that type of yeah i mean i love it name I a fucking, better one name I a better love. one relax good luck <laughs> i actually like no country better than yeah, mm-hmm. i like no country and the road they're hmm. much more accessible no country is kind of perfect in the sense that it's very accessible, yeah. and, but also retains the Cormac McCarthy yes. sensibilities. Well, because yeah. Cormac McCarthy was a little up his own ass trying to write with some style that made his books more dense than they needed to be, mm-hmm. proven by his ability to then turn around and create something that's completely accessible and terrific. Yeah. So and still and depressing still. as hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. His his novels are like you're eating a big thick cake and you're like, good God, right? Yeah. Relax. This with is this so shit. rich. I read Outer Dark last year. Uh, it's like I think it was either his first or second book. I don't know. Uh, and 
it was it's only like 150 pages and it was so hard to get through. that's what i mean like it, yeah. he got called out someone wrote an editorial about him in in the atlantic weekly right saying you don't need to write like this <laughs> and a couple of years later no country came out right like you know i mean all the pretty horses blood meridian uh what's the one the with the s name the the sotherby or whatever they're all like that like uh, oh sutry sutry yeah. yeah like they're great but they're just like dude like you have like you, you i find myself three pages later yeah. and be like oh fuck i'm completely what am I lost i got to go back sure, yeah, i got to yeah. go back here but in regards to the coens sure because I have such an affinity for that type of stuff already anyway. Mm. No Country for Old Men really does mm-hmm. speak to me aesthetically on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in regards to like the other nominees that we have going forward, Raising Arizona and Fargo. I feel like Fargo is on that same vibe. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Fargo uh, is... <laughs> it's tough. I think Fargo is tough for me because um, I've watched more of their later stuff m- more often, okay. like mm-hmm. Inside Lewin Davis, uh, uh, Burn After Reading, and uh, No Country for Old Men so much. that what, what does it do to you for Fargo? That it just puts Fargo in a camp of like, it's great, but it's early Coens, and, so, and it's not as good. It's mm. lesser. <laughs> interesting. Um, and it'll be interesting when we re- re- revisit yeah. here because mm-hmm. I think that that's not true. I, I think I think that's mm-hmm. not true as yeah, well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because it's. Yeah. I think that's not true as well. I, if anything, it's a more raw version of all the ones mm-hmm. that you just referenced. Mm-hmm. Sure. I especially no country. Definitely. Yeah. But that's but that's kind of the thing though. I think that's maybe what it's gonna kind of come down to is more just like aesthetic and gen- genre. Mm. And but the theme is always the same, right? Right. Yeah. It's just meaninglessness and life just happens, and then it's over. Futility but of being a big dumb person. Raising yeah. Arizona is kind of the outlier in that because it is, it's not as nihilistic as the rest of their oeuvre in a lot of ways, even though it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending. I, I think it is. It's just doing it in a playful way. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a Looney Tunes version. It's a Looney Tunes, it's a Looney version. Tunes yeah. version, but by the end of it, you're not. I don't think you leave that movie being like, "Well, no, you're <laughs> left upbeat." It's a rare upbeat ending. Yeah, nothing or feeling at least yeah. at the end of yeah. one of their it's movies. It's also straight comedy. Mm-hmm. Sure, like for it's, sure, it's out to make you laugh. Like, but even time. like Burn After Reading and Big Lebowski are straight comedies, mm-hmm. but they're also very yeah, nihilistic. I think and... they're true. <laughs> the only other one that they really attempted it was the Lady Killers, right? Like that one was supposed to be just a straight romp. Yeah. And, Am I wrong? Intolerable cruelty is also yeah, kind of so throwback to like both of which are not in their mm-hmm. days. We, they're at the bottom of the list as far as we all three are concerned. Right. So somehow they were able to tap we're into it with Raising Arizona. Success- I don't know. I mean it is that. Like because I mean those two are definitely not as successful as their other stuff. And they're not as and funny. I think like, like I love Hudsucker Proxy too, but I also oh, kind of put it but you're right, a little but below other stuff. I do too, but that yeah. one feels more Entertaining than intolerable. It feels more showy. Yeah, maybe it's that's definitely what it is. more stylized. Mm-hmm. Back then, I think mm. Barry Sonnenfeld was their uh, DP on mm. a lot of those movies. I don't know this. Um, I think he did Raising Arizona, and uh, I don't know if he did uh, Hudsucker. He might have. 
Hmm. It might have still been going by that point. Okay. That would make sense. Um, But they do have that kind of playful look of his stuff, too. Because before that, he was shooting pornos. Good. Good for him. Before he was a gigantic That was my Pornhub music. I'm going to check. I'm going to check here. The only other thing we haven't talked about is Johnny Five. Oh, yeah. Like the quiet brooding. I guess he just did Miller's Crossing and Raising Arizona and Blood Symbol. Emblematic of what Lewin Davis is. He's in a car with these assholes who are too far up their own asses to get out of their own way, just like him, right? Like right. he's reveals himself to be a poet. Right. And he, I don't, I forget mm. that all the time. I forget all about that character. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's what he is. He's like the fucking Kerouac. Kerouac. There yeah, we go. On the road. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like that beat poet. Yeah. Uh, he's such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> As they all work. <laughs> yeah, I never, I could never get on board with that stuff. Yeah, I mean, they're all dicks. They're I all read, assholes. I read the Dharma bums and was like, all right. <laughs> Good for you, pal. Uh, I remember there being some like Ginsburg poems I liked, but that was about it. As yeah. Far as the beat guys go. Yeah. <laughs> Bukowski spoke to me more, and not poetry, yeah. just as his writing. I like poetry. Bukowski, Henry Miller. I like some Burroughs. Stuff like yeah. that. I had the Burroughs, I just couldn't get on board. Yeah, Burroughs is hard. <laughs> Burroughs is a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Johnny Five, he's also an asshole. But I, and yeah. God, the information age really did just end all of that, didn't it? End all of what? Yeah. All of that kind of that style. I don't know if you want to call it B. I mean, I don't know how you connect the misanthropic artist mm. like Bukowski. Can you picture anything actually being even remotely successful into the 90s, into the 2000s mm. like that? I can't imagine Charles Bukowski. But what, what's the corollary? That's my point is yeah. like the information. I'm, I'm marking that as a the, the changeover point because part of that was living a life like that just isn't capable. Or you're not, it's not possible anymore. Well, now they just flounder and they have a fucking Spotify Blog. page. Right. For I guess so. music that no one listens to. Right. Oh, what? Like everybody else. Like now everybody's right. got an album. And a podcast. You have one, right? Probably. <laughs> but that is the point, right? Everybody's doing stuff. Yeah. Back then they were special because Mine's they were- Inside Butt Battles. They were, they, were, <laughs> they were trying to do something more with their lives than mm-hmm. what they were capable of having in their immediate whatever existence. And then somebody found it and there was, you know, I mean, Bukowski didn't become- known until he was almost you know his mid 40s right it was also it was like hard to make anything like, that's my point back then it was, it was so, so hard you yeah. had to like even if you were you know uh, a virtuous integrity driven yeah. artist it still takes so much to just do, do it, it yeah and to get the equipment you need and mm-hmm. the know how you need and like everything to became so I mean, kind of the, the folk... democratized now yeah. that, like everybody can get a hand, you know, a yeah. hold of something and can make something and distribute it. And yeah. it's a hobby. It's a hobby now for a lot of people yeah. rather than, yeah. you know, you have, a you have to compete with the hobbyists or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, it's weird. Cause that's what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's he was, why he's yelling at that woman at the end. Cause she's well, a you, hobbyist. Well, right? you could also argue though, that the hobby, the hobby version of it is more pure than the, 
the uh, today. You know what I mean? Yeah. By now, yeah, for sure today. Yeah. Because if you have a like, if you have a musician that also <laughs> has a like a gig as a bartender, oh, you I know see. what I mean? Yeah. But when then when they're not bartending, they're touring. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not like their main. It's not like their main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, you could say that then they're just doing it because they love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they're not looking to get that, anything. Yeah, out the of difference it. is anything I make. It's not like I think anything's going to ever come sure. of it. I'm not I trying you. anything sure. to come of it. Yeah, and I still make it. I'm just trying to come, baby. I don't think it's. <laughs> but if yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's. You know better than anything else but right. it's you know it's definitely not coming from a place of sure how can i get people to listen to this yeah like, yeah hey, i mean hopefully it's someone just too much it, yeah, it, 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 it was difficult to get access to anything so anything mm-hmm. that made its way up eventually it's had especially some kind of like to it but now it's movies, there's so much especially now because like yeah. when i wanted to make movies as a kid it was it seemed yeah to get impossible yeah. mm-hmm. uh-huh. you would have to get funding from somebody and a lot yeah. of it because yeah. yeah and you'd have to know how to shoot film you'd have to figure that shit out. Yeah. like yeah, it's you can daunting now. it felt yeah. like that's yeah. impossible yeah right but now it's like no now we have cameras that do everything go ahead yeah. right and it's cheap and, and you yeah. know Relatively... people give them to their kids and <laughs> kids go make movies <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh great right this yeah. kid just shit out something that would have taken me five years to figure out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a weekend while they were looking at their phone. Yeah. Yeah. On TikTok, you just see some random lady doing a thing where she like falls on the yeah. ground and turns into a bunch of like Skittles or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, like, huh? you're like, what? No, I know. I'm figuring out that kind of a technique when you're, when I was 13 or whatever. Yeah. Just being able to like figure out how to do the like, over the shoulder, like mm-hmm. editing the one person into two positions. Right. Remember doing that and then showing yeah. it to a bunch with of kids in the neighborhood with a two camcorder, VHS, yeah. two yeah. VCRs, and showing yeah. that to kids, and they're just like, oh, "How did you do that?" <laughs> like, I don't know, but once I figure out the audio part, so it's not. <laughs> oh my god! Trying to do audio Fuck. with the VHS. I was like, I don't know how they do this. Well, I love in. Um, in it's always how come it's not a movie when I make it with this thing. And it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> they're always like making like commercials yes, and stuff yes. like that, you know. <laughs> And there's one where at the end of the commercial, it shows a bunch of clips from all the other commercials <laughs> because it just, they just they just do in camera editing uh-huh. because they just have Charlie's old like yeah. a camcorder. You used to do that all and, the and time. I, yeah. I, re- yeah. I love that so much. It like relate to it so hard yeah. of trying to a, like make stuff when I was a kid. I and, made a Vietnam movie when I was like seven, <laughs> <laughs> and I had like I what spliced Max Fisher. I spliced in uh, uh, scenes from Full Metal Jacket, <laughs> and then I did. It, seven years old in my front yard, I was like doing the uh, Charlie amazing. Sheen monologue at the end of Platoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, my brother, who never put on any clothes and just had w- underwear on, he was like the, my captain. He was yelling at me and calling me a butthead the whole time. Oh my god, it's a good movie. I made my <laughs> I made my sister be a contestant on uh, a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire parody sketch that I made when I was like nine years old. <laughs> Yeah, I once made awesome. my little brother go to film school and I made him watch movies and I give him tests. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Didn't last long. All right. Well, I think that about covers it for Inside Oh, Inside Lewin Davis. Davis. That's a great movie. Uh, it's so great. Good Wait. role, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. great role. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Bastard. Um, I, I think this is a very fruitful conversation. I do too. 
I love I love this movie. I love yeah. I've loved movies like this. Wait, I love movies did... that look like this. Mm-hmm. I love movies that sound like this. Yes. I... Why is Garrett Hutland the third fourth name on the list on this film? Garrett Hutland. That's Johnny Five. That's Johnny Five. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, it says <laughs> at least the poster that's on the wiki page is Oscar Isaac, Carey Mulligan, John Goodman, Garrett Hedlund, and <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Ah, the guy from Tron Legacy. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> oh, he, funny enough, he oh, also yeah. played Jack Kerouac. Oh, did he? In On the Road. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. he's just doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, the year before. Oh, well, maybe that's why. Maybe wow. he's he had a little window there. Oh, n- no. Wait. Yes. No. Um, I don't even remember wait, On so, the Road being released. Uh, 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 is Sal Paradise's Jack Kerouac, right? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I only know on the road. But Jack Kerouac is Jack Kerouac. No, that well, <laughs> but in on the road, he there's not a that's character his, named that's his, John Kerouac. That's oh. his. That's his. Uh, uh, Hank Chinaski. Okay, yeah. So he didn't. He he. That's Bukowski's. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's Kerouac's. Oh, it's version his of version that. of yeah. that. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, hey, catnip. <laughs> <laughs> So Garrett Hedlund plays the other guy, <laughs> not the, the Jack, other guy, not the narrator, the other man. Um, Cohen's were like, he was just in the beat movie. Yeah, all of that is there. Bring in some of that audience. They're all emulating the Arturo Bandini. Yeah, and I think the reason Inside Lewin Davis kind of stands out to me in their oeuvre is because it is not so much of a genre. I mean, it's a period piece, but it's not like yeah, a genre movie, it, right? It, yeah, it, it no, doesn't it's just fit a character. Anything. Yeah, it, it it's a, a drama comedy. Like, mm-hmm. how do you even? I'd say it's a comedy. I guess so. It's funny. It's very. funny. I find it, it funny. Is. I watched it with my son, and I'm rolling, and I don't. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> "I'm rolling." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> like all like the dinner scene, I'm like cracking up, and he's just right. like, yeah. "Yeah." So I, huh? It falls into a uh, comedy because it's funny in the way that it makes us laugh at stupid it's a, shit. It's a in very the, human comedy. Yeah. It's not a broad comedy. Okay, so right. like when he goes to be a merchant marine, go back to being a merchant marine, right. he's like having those back and forths and the guy's sure. like, are you Hugh Davis's kid? And he's like, sure, why not? But then he is Hugh Davis's kid because the next scene he mm. goes to visit his dad and it says, yeah. Hugh Davis. Right. So It's a hard time with that relationship, I think. Yeah, but oh, that's the other thing. His reaction to that guy is more. My take of that response is he's just like done having a conversation with this guy, mm-hmm. and so he's just like, "Sure, oh, sure, why not?" Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm just related to whoever Davis that you think in your head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing that I love though about Lewin Davis is that after when he does sing to his dad in that moment, I, I do. That's a, incredibly powerful. But also, <laughs> then when he goes to have his, when he's yelling at his sister, yeah, and he's like. Sure, I could do that, and then what? Right. I'm just yeah. going to end up in a home with no one around, and right. it's going to suck up all my money that I might make from being a mer- Like, yeah. that's equally as pointless as whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah. So who gives a shit? I love it. <laughs> I love when he's like, your Uncle Lewin's a bad yep. man, and the kid, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. Um, Where are his testicles? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy, but it's not in the same way, not a, like a genre movie in the same way that like 
Fargo is a crime thriller yeah. or that. Because there's an argument that Fargo is also a comedy, comedy, right? Fargo is so, a comedy, also, but it's yeah. but it's it's more of a crime thriller because yeah. there's crime happening. Mm-hmm. But that's that's part of what I mean is like it's a this is a comedy I mean, because it's, it's kinda, just kind of yeah. highlighting how ridiculous we all are. Everyone or in the just movie a, is I would just. Say it's a drama, but it's also a funny drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a, a, it, life I think is... there's a word for that. <laughs> oh <Comma>. my god, <laughs> I am getting tired. All right, let's wrap this up. <sighs> Jesus um, Christ! It's because you worked out this morning. I didn't. I was out dancing until three. Because you didn't so work I, out this I, morning. I wound up not getting enough rest to go work out. Dance. Well, I went for a run for the first time. Did you really? In a few years, a, today, a few days ago. Oh, you being chased or something? Yeah, I was being chased. Uh, you you should continue to run if you're going to run. You shouldn't do it and then wait four or five ah. days. Well, my leg, Once a my month, shins they say were fine. fucked up. Oh, I'm my sure. Calves oh, were how far did you run? <laughs> like six blocks. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say you should start slow, but that's pretty. Slow. <laughs> yeah. I ran in place for like forty five seconds. Like, holy fuck! Why were you doing that? Were you doing a little stimpy? I was like, I got to lose weight. I'm getting fat. <laughs> so you stood up and <laughs> so did I a stood stimpy. Up, I was like, oh. I, Still I've been, fat. I've oh been trying God. to exercise recently work. and trying to quit some bad <laughs> habits because I bad habits have you got? You, just the norm, just runs. the normal ones. Just the normal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the normal ones, like biting your fingernails. No, what? like nicotine, alcohol. Oh, I forget that you smoke. That's right. Okay. Junk smoke? food. I don't smoke cigarettes. I vape. For, I, I did smoke. That. I vape for a while. <laughs> And I like have I do like nicotine lozenges and mm. like n- nicotine pouches. I've been four uh, years now. Quit April of twenty eighteen. Nice. I, um, I miss it every day. But yeah, only I I only it. because it's I don't want to be kids. Smoking is fucking yeah. cool. There's want, a reason why we all smoked yeah, for a long time. It's it so fucking, fun. Yeah, you look like a badass. You well, look like a badass. It's fun to do. It's not fun to do. I it never, is totally I never fun enjoyed to do. doing it. It's I just great. enjoyed the I way it. it made me look. But he's right. Because You're wrong. I never got into it. Because I just liked being. I want to like, be able to not. <laughs> I want to give myself as much of an opportunity to not end up like Lewin Davis's dad, uh-huh. like mm. vegetative in. Shitting your uh, pants after your shitting my your pants, kid yeah, sings a, in a, in a home. I want to try avoid that <laughs> as much. I want to give myself the best odds possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though I know that whatever I do, that's still a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna be like, oh God, I just know like I get hit by a bus or something. Like something stupid is gonna happen, and like my last thought's gonna be like, I just kept smoking. Yeah, right. I that's know. what I'm worried about. I'm I like, know. Why did I deny myself the only thing that made me happy? I know. The only what thing. That? What was that? Is that my computer? I think that might have been your computer. No, I, I thought know. I had it on no, anyway. no noise. Yeah. Um. But anyways, all right. Well, so next week we're going to be watching Fargo because we decided to go just in reverse oh, chronological right? okay. I thought reverse release date. Okay. So next week we'll do Fargo. Awesome. Uh, which I'm super excited about. Yeah. I mean, I do love Fargo. I just haven't watched it as many times as I've watched uh, Inside Lewin Davis and No Country for Old Men. Yeah, I, I feel like it's been and Bar- Big Lebowski, honestly. Mm. I feel like I must have watched Fargo in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've probably watched Fargo like four times. Okay. Yeah. That may be about for me too. I don't know. I've watched know. it here and there over the years. I'm not sure how many yeah. times, but yeah. I did. I see. I saw I gotta all go these get, movies I got to go in year. my journal, see how many times. <laughs> my journal? My, 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 my Cohen journl. Yeah, maybe I'm not all smart like you. <laughs> I'm not smart what? <laughs> from Wet Hot American Summer. You smell like burger. Or you taste like burger. Taste like burger. I don't like, you taste like a burger. You taste like a burger. I don't like you anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> it's the best. Um, all right. So 
Fargo next time. Mm. Uh, thanks everybody for listening <laughs> to us yell at each other and talk over each other. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks, Tucker, um, get a tip jar to help Tucker get some help. I do need like help for a therapist. Yeah, give us a give us. I some, have no insurance, some, everybody. We have a link in our show yeah. notes for a tip jar. Send us a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, yeah, anything I mean, less than that. Go I fuck yourself. <laughs> I have no medication for my disorders except my high blood pressure. So, uh, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next time with Fargo. And until then, <laughs> cry macho shitters. Uh oh.